today. Just, just to uh, give us a bit of review as we consider children obey your parents. Um, I, I basically told us last week that um, uh, we were going to uh, focus some attention on our children because that's what the scriptures are telling us here. Uh, with, when we talk about children, we're talking about those who at this point are still at home. And uh, that word children there is just, you're your parents' kids. It's not, you know, talking down particularly to those who are older children. So we want to make sure that you hear that again in case you didn't hear that last week. But um, as we consider this, I, I just want to, to talk with the adults for just a moment here because we will be focusing on the kids. What you can do through this, as we mentioned last week, is you can take and you can apply this to your relationship with your Heavenly Father. There are some principles here that you can apply, uh, but um, uh, one of the things that we want to do is we want to be honest with the Word of God. And so what I've tried to do, as we have done with a number of aspects of Colossians, is to basically expand on this topic. And just so you know, next week, we will be talking about what the Scriptures say specifically to adult children. There are a couple of passages related to that and, and our responsibilities to our parents uh, as adult kids. So uh, we'll just keep that in mind. So last week we saw that obedience to our parents is based upon honoring and respecting them. That means that we value our parents. That's what we talked about last week. And obeying has to do with listening. This means much more than just hearing what our parents have to say. And we kind of unpacked that with several Proverbs and other passages. So children are to receive what their parents say. They're to keep their teaching in mind and they're to actually treasure or value what they are taught. Amen. Well, that's a lot more involved than just, yeah, I heard my parents, right? Uh, there's, there's a lot more activity going on there than, than just having heard what they have to say or just listening just because they tell you what to do. We, we, we actually engage our hearts and our minds in wanting to do what our parents are encouraging us to do, all right? So just as a review, we're going to look at the passages that we looked at last week as our core passages, Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And again, that's a good reminder. God is pleased when we obey our parents. And then Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So in these different things, we're going to now move forward. I want to give us some more thoughts on this idea of obedience. And so that's where I want to start this morning. Uh, more thoughts on obedience. And, and again, just before we get here, I did forget one thing. We shortened our lesson a bit last week. We shortened our message because we're focusing on the young people. We have a little bit longer message usually, maybe even a lot longer message sometimes. And, and we expect the kids to kind of grasp some things out of that. We want our children here, but, you know, it's, it's a message to everybody. Well, today, if we're going to be focusing, as we did last week, on our kids, I want to have it a little bit shorter so that we're not overwhelming them, all right? So that's where we're at. And I understand we have a spectrum here in age, and so we want to make sure that we're trying to, to speak to everybody. So more thoughts on obedience. A couple of things. The first thing is wisdom results in obedience, uh, we saw that the aspects of wisdom, even our scripture reading, but we're going to be looking at some passages here. And wisdom is taking right knowledge and doing the right thing with it. In other words, you take the right information and you respond to it properly. 
So wisdom is correctly using what we know. It's critical. It's essential. It's important that we know the right things, that we have that in our minds first. Because if we're thinking like the world thinks, are we going to act in a wise way? No. But if we have in our hearts and minds what the Lord wants us to do, as our parents are trying to instill in us or trying to, to give us, then we will make right decisions. We will act wisely. So a couple of examples. If I know to tell the truth and do it, I'm being wise. If I know I should put others first and do that, then I'm being wise. If I know to obey my parents and I do that, I am acting wisely. All right. Proverbs 23, a few verses out of that passage, verses 19, 22, and 23 say this. Hear, my son. And whenever you see this, just remember, Solomon is talking to his son. Just think of a parent talking to their child. Okay, so girls, you're, you're in this. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth, and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. This is an idea here, guys, of not only listening, but investment, right? Wisdom will be a guide for your heart, meaning that wisdom will direct your life. That is essential. That's so important, as we talked about just a couple moments ago. So wise thinking will result in you listening to your parents. Do you see that? Wise thinking will result in you being truthful. Yes, that includes truthful words, but more importantly, a truthful heart. Right? That's actually at the core of you, that you are dealing with the truth. What's the opposite of the truth? Falsehood. And again, it goes to what the world is telling you, of what, what um, uh, the, the world is trying to communicate to you, what they're, what they're trying to actually make you think and put into your lives is not the true way of living. All right? So that is what we're supposed to be doing, investing in what is actually truth. Wise thinking will cause you to want to gain more wisdom and understanding. Isn't that neat how, how the Lord lays that out in this passage? If you're thinking wisely, you'll want more of it. Okay? Now keep in mind, much of this will come from your parents' instruction. That's just where you're at right now, guys. You will come to the point where you're going to have to make your own decisions and other things like that. That's going to be based upon what mom and dad have built into you. Now, the church and other, other people have a part in that, but we're talking specifically about your parents right now, okay? And by the way, I can tell you right now that one of the things that has been important to me over my life is to be able to talk with my parents even beyond being in their home, to have them invest in my life, all right? So let's look at a few scriptures in relation to this. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I just wanted to stay anchored in the fact that, yeah, there's our parents, but there's also the Lord himself. Ultimately, we gain wisdom from knowing and respecting the Lord. All right? That's where your true wisdom is going to come from. Mom and dad are going to be a part of that. Remember last week we established this. We have God's authority that is over the home. But the home's authority, mom and dad, 
are there also to protect you and to nurture you, to help you to grow up, to be like Jesus, okay? So we never are outside of God's authority, right? Of course, unless we disobey, but you know what I'm trying to say, it's just a different consequence. So anyway, let's move on here. We have, we have this verse that we're going to use for not only wisdom, but the next topic, but we're talking about wisdom resulting in obedience. Verses, um, Proverbs 1, verses 7 and 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Then it goes, flows right into, My son, hear the instructions of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. So what we see here uh, in, in Proverbs 1, 7, Solomon begins this book of wisdom by explaining that knowledge comes from respecting God. We saw that in the previous uh, verse that we looked at. Knowledge and wisdom are used here in the same way, right? So we have knowledge, but that really means wisdom. They're used interchangeably here. He then flows right into listening to your parents. So the link goes back to wisdom and instruction. So we get our wisdom and instruction from God, but then he says, obey your parents, because we get part of our wisdom and instruction from God, from our parents. Does that make sense, guys? Listen, no matter what your age is right now, underneath your parents' authority, you don't know it all. You need them. It's not a cut. Those of us who are outside of our parents' authority now, we have our own households. We don't know it all. We need the Lord. And by the way, we go to our parents too, okay, if they're still with us. So please understand, this is not something that's like totally unusual just for kids. But this is where the structure is right now. You are being protected and you are being nurtured. And so that is where you're going to gain your wisdom. The opposite, though, is also true. Foolishness leads to disobedience. Let me go back for just a minute there. Sorry about that. We're going to take the same passage, right? Proverbs 1, 7 and 8. We just read it. We saw that wisdom and instruction are tied to the teaching we get from our parents. But foolish children despise wisdom and instruction. Well, where's part of that coming from? It's coming from your mom and dad. The word despise here has the idea of considering something worthless, right? Maybe you have a, a toy or a game or something else that was at one time, man, that was like your favoritest thing. I love this, man. I love playing with this or whatever. Maybe it's Legos or something like that. And then it kind of gets boring and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, mom, dad, you can put this in the yard sale, right? Because why? It's worthless to you. Well, that's the same idea here. Someone who should be very valuable to you, your parent, you, you don't think anything of. Now, I know our kids here, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, wait, what are you saying to me for? I, I love my parents. I'm not doubting that. The point is, we consider them nothing when we don't listen to them. Right. We despise them. And that can become a pattern, which is what you're being warned against this morning. Okay? Because that's foolish thinking. We have this backed up in Proverbs 15, 5a. A fool despises his father's instruction. By the way, this is all couched. These next two verses are couched in, these verses are couched in uh, um, obeying your parents. Okay, but I'm just giving you half the verse. 
So the word again, despise, means to consider something worthless. So a foolish person sees no value in their parents' teaching. We can say all we want to. Oh, yeah, I listen to my parents. I value what my parents have to say. If we're not obeying, then our words are betraying us. In other words, we're basically saying, yeah, I can say that, but that's not how I'm living it out. All right? We need to live that out. And again, just as a toss out there, adults, it's the same way with the Lord, right? Now, let's pause here for a moment. We talked about wisdom. We talked about foolishness a little bit. We sometimes think that foolishness means that someone isn't very smart, right? No, they're they're foolish. But it isn't necessarily about how smart we are. Foolishness is the opposite of wisdom. A fool rejects right thinking and right living. So foolishness is making poor choices. There's a big difference between that and just not being intellectually high, right? Not being smart. So it's not necessarily what someone can think about. It's how they are thinking about it. You understand? It's the thought process itself. A wise person thinks and does in a certain way. A foolish person thinks and does in a certain way because that foolish person is rejecting what is right. Doesn't mean they don't know any better. It means they're rejecting it. Huge difference. All right? So we talked about wisdom. We talked about foolishness. Wisdom leads to obedience. Foolishness leads to disobedience. But then what I want us to do, just as far as we're thinking of listening, of obeying, I want us to look at responding to correction. How you respond to your parents' correction in your life. We're going to be very brief about this, but this is how the scriptures say the wise respond. He who receives correction is prudent. That's another word, by the way, guys, for wise. Okay? So if you receive correction, meaning someone, specifically your parents, are correcting you for something, you receive that, meaning I don't just hear it. I'm not just a receiver, but I actually take it in and I do something about it. That's wise thinking. So children, there might be a situation, I'm talking about the the young children right now, where you have treated someone poorly, you haven't really told all the truth, or you're doing something that isn't good for you, and your mom or your dad explain that to you. They correct the way that you're going. Okay, look at me, guys. This, that's foolish, right? Right? Young people, teenagers, you're working on making yourself who you are. It's not all bad. Some of that's very good. But you're kind of pushing back on your parents' authority. That's not smart. But receiving that is wisdom. So then let's go to Proverbs 13.1. And we talked about this a little bit. But a scoffer, I, I illustrated it, a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Now, that word rebuke is a little bit of a stronger correction, okay? Because usually someone who's a scoffer, we talked about this last week, as somebody who just blows off their parents, right? They don't, it's in one ear, out the other, as they say, right? You tell me something, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, okay, I'll do it, yeah. 
right? They don't listen even when that correction is very strong. They don't let it get through. Again, that's foolishness, guys. So we talked about wisdom. We talked about foolishness in relation to obedience. And then we talked about, okay, we need to be listening. So now what I want to do is I want to talk about the consequences of disobedience. But when I do that, we're also going to then next talk about the blessings of obeying. So we started off positive. We're now in the negative stuff. We'll get into the positive. You need to listen to both, but we're going to end with the positive. Okay? So the consequences of disobedience. Disobedience can take place as open rebellion against your parents, where you just flat out say, I'm not doing that, or I don't want to do that, or whatever. But it can also be lying, sneaking, or deceiving your parents. Many, many years ago now, as a matter of fact, my former teenagers call me their old youth pastor, and I'm like, you're right. But I was a youth pastor, and we would tell our teens, you can fool me. That isn't hard to do because I'm not really all that bright. <laughs> you can fool everyone around you, including your parents, but you can't fool God, folks. So here's the point. We can sneak around. We can kind of do what we want to do. You hear sometimes about how, you know, some kid got in, in trouble, and it's like, how did that happen? Well, they were doing everything under the radar. They were doing everything behind their parents' back and, and then acting differently when they were with them. You can do that. You can act one way at school and one way at home, one way at home, one way at church, whatever it is. You can fool people. That's not hard to do. But you need to understand that you're not going to fool the Lord. And there are consequences to disobedience. Some of them can and will be long-term if we don't change our ways. Let's look at a couple of verses. First, let's go ahead and read Proverbs 30. I have that right here for you. Proverbs 30, starting in verse 11 and going through verse 14. It says, There's a generation that curses its father and does not bless its, its mother. There's a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes. That means that, that you know, they, they think they're something else, right? And their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among them. So what do we see here? You see the characteristics that I have up here. They curse their father and their mother. They're self-righteous, but yet they're filthy in their sin. They're prideful and arrogant. They're greedy, oppressive, and cruel. Now, again, some of you younger ones might not understand all of that, but you get some of it. And here's the point. I believe that we are in, overall, in our culture, a generation like this. All right? And, and, and folks, it's easy for everybody who's older to throw rocks at the culture that's coming up. Right? But listen, uh, some of you, you're old enough, you know, you've observed, you've seen. There's, there's filthiness that is out there. But what do they say? We're righteous. Scriptures tell us that, that people are going to call good evil and evil good. And that's what's taking place today. 
So this is, I think, something that can be applied to past generations, but definitely can be applied to some of the generations coming up today. And so it's just a fact. Now, this leads to this passage we're going to look at that has to do with some of the consequences of disobedience. And I'm going to warn you in advance, this is kind of graphic, but there's some picture language here, so like, don't freak out, okay? It says here, Proverbs 30, 17, The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. Now, there's probably some younger guys in here that are like, you know, oh, that's cool. You know, that's, it's not cool, all right? We're going to talk about what this means, all right? First of all, the eye that mocks and then the scorn, okay? The, the, the idea here of, of, of mockery, again, has to do with blowing your parents off, of not listening, right? Of just, you know, whatever you say, you know, you just, you just don't consider what they're saying to you. You don't respect them. The writer is using very graphic language to make a point. What is pictured here is a shameful end to one's life where you're just kind of out in the middle of nowhere and you die, you expire, and the birds of prey, you know, eat off of you. I mean, that's, that's, that's extreme and graphic, but the point is that your end is not going to be good. Right. Now, there's another passage that says it in a little bit different way, but still gives the same idea, and that's Proverbs 13, 18. The first part of that proverb says this, poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction and correction. The reason why I have that structured that way is because the word is used in different translations interchangeably. Some say correction, some say instruction. Really, correction is a form of instruction, right? When your parents correct what you're doing, they're actually still teaching you. And so the point is, is that if we don't listen, if we just ignore it, one of the consequences is our life isn't going to go well. And it's not going to end well. All right? Guys, come on. Watch the news. Look around you. You can see it happening. It has to start taking place now. So I I don't know every family dynamic in here. I don't know our young people's hearts. There could be someone in here, you, you are well on your way to a disobedient life and the consequences as a result, all right? You have the opportunity right now to repent of that, to turn away. First thing you need to do is make sure that you have responded in faith to the Lord. But the next thing that goes beyond that is the authority of your parents, all right? So I just want to warn you and encourage you in that because the scriptures here tell us a shameful end is awaiting you if you don't do that. And again, Proverbs, they are rules of life, okay? Ultimately, you need to be concerned about what happens after this life, all right? So now let's keep on going here. Proverbs twenty twenty. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. Now, we kind of associate that with death, and, and, and it could be. But the idea of cursing our parents has to do with having no respect or concern for them. Again, this might not be where you're at now, but children can grow into this because of their own selfishness. Cursing 
is actually uh, having that contempt we feel on the inside that looking down on them come out so that it's, it's now something that we say and something that we live out. So it's the heart attitude that can, then comes out in our words and actions. Over time, not listening to our parents and looking down on them can develop into a complete hatred for our parents. Again, this is another example of foolishness because it's rejecting right thinking. And as I mentioned before, this can start young. You've got to be on guard about this. So the end for that person is a separation from God's blessings. God can't bless a life, he won't bless a life that is, that is you know, couched in, that, that, that is all about not obeying, not honoring your parents. Then there are several slides that kind of say the same thing. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to his mother. So what is the consequence here? It's pretty simple. Someone who is foolish, who has wrong thinking and wrong actions, who is disobedient to their parents, is, is, is going to be a grief to them, is going to hurt them, and hurt them badly. The person who's self-absorbed, the person who is like that generation that we read about, frankly, isn't going to care about that. See, over time, disobedience creates a hardness of our hearts. Over time, disobedience turns us from the people who love us the most. And even their love, all the way to their correction, is just something that we don't want to hear. You say, man, I'm never going to do that. Folks, I'm telling you, we can interview kids that even grew up here. We can ask them, where are you at now? And if they're honest, they would say, yeah, I don't care what my parents have to say. I don't think that children plan early on for this to happen. It's not like you wake up this morning and say, I'm going to reject my parents, right? It's not, it's not what you're about. But when you continue to live foolishly, when you continue to live in disobedience, that life is going to hurt your parents. Now, I mentioned we're going to end with the good stuff, okay? The blessings of obedience. Now, again, I just want to say, Proverbs is rule of life, meaning there's a strong tendency that this is going to take place. This isn't promises where, okay, if I do this, then this will definitely happen because God has a plan for us, and you'll understand what I mean when I say this, when the scriptures say this, Proverbs 4.10. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. So does that mean if someone dies young that they didn't hear their parents? No. There could be some other reason why they died and some other reason why God chose to have them die at that time. Okay, our days are numbered. It's not necessarily that they're sinfully disobeying their parents. But at the same time, there is a promise associated with this, and we can even go back to the Ten Commandments and remember that, right? So we need to hear like we talked about and receive like we talked about what our parents are telling us. What's it going to result in? 
it's going to result in a long life. I think that's a benefit. I hope you kids do too. Some of you are younger. You might not be thinking that far ahead yet, but trust me, it will come if you're obedient. Anyway, <laughs> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We, we've already seen this, but I want you to look at the last part there as we read forward. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Now again, guys, this is picture language. This is picture language. What are we seeing here? We're seeing that God will bless your life. It will go well with you in life. Not that you will have an easy life necessarily, but you will have a blessed life. There's a difference. You Specifically, as you deal with authority in your life, because you're going to have more authority once you get out of the home. You already have authorities in your life now, but your parents are preparing you for that as well. But this idea of, of in essence, being jeweled, right, isn't on the outside, okay? I, I think I've obeyed my parents. I don't have a crown on my head right now walking around, right? That's, that's, that's not, that didn't happen. But what it's supposed to do is show that your life will show that you have been wise, that you have made good choices in listening to mom and dad. It, it's going to be evident. That's the idea. There's going to be something to show for your obedience. And in God's eyes, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. It's beautiful. It's, it's, there, there's some richness to it. There's value to it. That even goes back to what we talked about. Treasure what your parents have to tell you. Right? I want to look at multiple Proverbs here for just a couple of moments. We're going to look at several verses. It says, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son the grief of his mother. And we looked at the negative part of that. I want to look at the positive part of that now, right? A wise son makes a glad father. A wise son makes a, a father glad. Um, and we're going to throw in mom too. But you get the idea, okay? We have these passages here that tell us that there is the opposite effect as well. Parents, they're happy. They're rejoicing in their children when they have obeyed. You want to please mom and dad? Listen to them. Do you remember what we talked about several times now in the past? Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, that goes the same for your mom and dad. Amen. They're God's authority in your life. If you love your mom and dad, you're going to listen to them. You're going to do what they have to say. And it's good for you. Again, just a few more verses here. Now, these are not necessarily specifically about parents and children, but the principle is there. The labor of the righteous leads to life, right? In other words, the work of someone who's being obedient leads to life. That's that idea of longer life. The wages of the wicked to sin. What did we say about disobedience? What's it going to lead to? It's going to lead to more sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Right? Really, really telling passage here. Next one. As righteousness, righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. And then lastly, 
He who follows righteousness, and I put in little parentheses there, obeys their parents, because that is the form of righteousness, right thinking and right doing that we're talking about this morning, and mercy, finds life, righteousness, and honor. This is basically a summary of all those verses we just talked about. Life, righteousness, okay, goodness before God, not our own goodness, but living rightly because of what he's done for us, obeying our parents, and then honor. That idea, that evidence that is shown by living out our obedience. So all those things are right here in this passage. So where does this leave us? I want to start out by saying this, guys, as we close. There are those who hate God and everything he stands for. One of the ways they show their hatred is to attack the home. Your parents have probably told you a lot of these things, okay? But it's good to hear from somebody else too, right? Young people, you need to understand that you are a prime target. They know that the best way to get you is to separate you from your parents. That's what they're looking to do. Whether it be from anything from a cartoon to what sometimes a teacher can say or a politician or whoever. There is a world system that is trying to divide you so that they can have you. They want your soul. Because ultimately the world is under whose authority? God specifically gave Satan limited authority over the sinful world. That doesn't mean it's completely outside of his authority, but he's given some authority to Satan. They're his. They want you. And because of that, we can even say that Satan wants you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you that right thinking keeps you from that. Wrong thinking puts you right into that authority. Remember those umbrellas I told you about? That umbrella of authority of the home? And then the umbrella of authority over, over God over us? When we sin, we, we volunteer to pull ourselves out of that authority and we leave ourselves open to attack. When we rebel, we're saying, mm, I don't want to be under you. Right? Be wise. <laughs> I'm begging you, be wise. For someone who has done some very foolish things and paid the price for those things, be wise. Now, some practical things about obeying your parents. I know... When I tell you this, you're going to be like, yeah, I've already heard that, and that's fine. But I'm still going to say it. In love, children, obey the first time you were told without questioning your parents. Can we just say it here? Talking back or challenging your parents is not obedience. Talking back and challenging your parents is not obedience. Actively obey whether you are with your parents or not. Oh, you mean like I'm still under my parents' authority when I'm somewhere else? Yes. And by the way, it's just like God. 
doesn't matter where we are. We're still under his authority, right, adults? Yeah. Also, consider where your parents are coming from. Can I tell you, children, that's what love does. Love considers the other person. There are so many different situations that we could cover here. But just in, in kind of a, a general sense, right? Your mom and dad have a time and schedule too. Time is something that is precious today. We know that. We're so busy. Moms and dads, they have a schedule. And they have to, they have to work around everybody else's schedule. And if you're in a little bit bigger family, guess what? There's more schedules to work around. So it's not that they're necessarily against you because you can't do something. Also, it could be that they're protecting you. You might not be able to fully understand that. It's not helpful to work against them. Instead, recognize where they are coming from. Consider their point of view. It's very important to do that. And then sometimes, you know what? Moms and dads can just get tired. <laughs> they just need a break. But, but... I'm supposed to go here. I'm supposed to do that. Consider the other person. This is all I'm asking. I think it'll go better with you if you do that. Amen. Children, get off of your devices and seek out time with your parents. It could be that for some of you, your mom and dad might be shocked, really shocked, if you came up and said, Hey, Mom, hey, Dad, can we do something together? Wait, 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 wait. You don't want to talk to your friends? You don't want to be playing your favorite game? You want to, be, you want to do something with me? Now, don't set them up, right? Five minutes for a church. Hey, let's do something together. But man, you can do it too. Your mom and your dad are probably sometimes saying, hey, let's spend some time together. You do that doesn't matter your age. Plan something. Be proactive about that. You'll encourage them. And you'll benefit from it. Children, especially teenagers, often want more freedom. Right? If you are disobedient and act immature, you probably won't be treated as a mature person. I know that comes as a shock. But if you don't get your own way and you stomp around, chances are the next time around, that's going to be in your parents' thinking. You won't be treated maturely because you're not, you're not being mature. But if you show maturity for your age, doesn't matter what your age is, you're being obedient, you're being wise, you're showing your maturity at your level, then you'll probably be given more freedom and greater responsibility. That's what your parents are looking for. But look, I'm telling you, as a young person, this is what I did. My mom and dad are here. They can attest to this. They can tell you, yes, that was very true. <laughs> okay? And it's this. I want more freedom, so I'm going to demand more freedom. I want to do this. You're not letting me do this. I'm going to let you know how I feel. What did I just do? I just told them, I'm not ready for that. Right? And like I said, we need to consider that they might know better than us. Right. 
So let's just think about this a minute, okay? And I know we're going a little longer than I planned, but let's make some application a little further in this. Guys, I'm talking to you kids very transparently. I'm not encouraging you to manipulate your mom and dad. I'm not trying to say, ooh, if I act in a certain way, then I'll get my own way. If you're doing that, you're back over into the foolishness. What we're talking about is the right way that we grow up, the way that we mature, the way that we progress in life is to be more and more obedient. As our parents recognize that, they will then give you more and more responsibility or freedom because your obedience is showing them that they can trust you with that. All that ranting and raving, bing, bing, bing. And parents don't hear that. They hear it, but it doesn't cause them to go, oh, they argued a lot about that. Maybe they should have more responsibility. So do it the right way. That's all I'm saying. Amen. And then lastly, and there's way more than people much smarter than me could give you, but there's just a few things I wanted to encourage you to consider. If you feel that you, you have been treated unfairly in some way, and it can happen, approach your parents in a respectful way and have that conversation at an appropriate time. The way, when, you, when you are trying to maybe work out a difference isn't when you've asked for something or you've been told something and you don't like it, you don't want to do it, and now you're going to respond in a negative way, right? That's not when we're all of a sudden going to problem solve. We're creating a problem. But instead... Wait for a time, because many, many times that decision is, boom, and we've, we've got to do something now, right? I want to go do something. No, uh, we have other plans. But I want to, you, you see what I mean? That's not time to start negotiating. But here's the point. I think that if you went to your parents, again, in a respectful fashion, and said, hey, um, something like this, uh, I asked to go do something or I wanted to be involved in something or whatever it might be. And, and you said no. And, and, and I, I listened to you and I obeyed you. But this is kind of what I was thinking and why I wanted to do this and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and again, we're not talking, trying to, trying to solve, problem solve when, when we're at each other, right? Instead, we're going to wait for an appropriate time. And, we're, and, and you can say, you know, I've tried to do this and that and the other thing. I've tried to be obedient. I've tried to listen. I've tried to you know, take care of my toys or whatever it is. And so, you know, can, can you at least think about, you know, this other item here, this other thing? Am I making sense here, guys? You understand? Okay, all right. So, so then just give your parents something to think about. And it might be that you have had a pattern of immaturity, and they haven't just yet recognized, okay, they've broken out of that. They're, they're coming to the next level. And so you coming to them respectfully, talking with them about that, is an okay thing. Now, be prepared for this. Yeah, yeah, you gave me the three things that you did right, but what about these ten other things? And meaning, you ain't there yet. Accept that too, okay? But I'm simply saying that you can talk with your parents in a respectful way. It's not always a challenge. It doesn't have to be. Think through that. Now, I know that's, that's a lot to ask, 
um, you know, especially with our younger ones. But I, I just think that that um, mom and dads would be much more open to a respectful conversation that you've thought through than a reactionary, uh, 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 not even conversation, but reactionary talking speech against them when you haven't thought things through, right? When you haven't considered them. And I'm going to throw this in because it really, it just popped in my head, guys. Make sure, children, that you apologize. Make sure that you ask for forgiveness because there are times when you start to demand things and it goes too far and you're wrong. Regardless of the situation, you have not reacted rightly. Well, if you just leave that, right, and then you do it again and you leave that there, and you do that again and you leave that there, what's that pattern? That's a foolish pattern. That's a rebellious pattern. Just like with the Lord, when we're sinning against him, there's a point where we have to say, Lord, I need you to forgive me for this. I need to grow beyond this. It's the same thing with the authority that you have right now. Okay? So ask for forgiveness. Again, not so that, okay, I said I was sorry. Now they feel better about me. Now I'm going to spring on you know, something I want to do. That's, that's not the motivation. The motivation is having a right relationship with them. That's, that's where our heart needs to be. All right, so guys, I hope this is helpful. Adults, I hope you've been able to come along the way here and apply some of those things to our Heavenly Father. Next week, we will make some considerations in relation to uh, where we are at as adult children. There are, again, some things to be said there. Let's look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we... <laughs> We have struggles in our relationships just simply because we're sinful. But we also have struggles in our relationships just because we're imperfect people. And Lord, I know that kids don't necessarily intend when they first start asking for something or talking with their parents about something or when they hear what their parents have to say, they don't necessarily intend to go against that. But the situation can get the best of us. We can go back to our own selfishness and what we want and what we don't want and we can sin against our parents we can really tell them i I don't value what you're telling me I, i don't want to hear your instruction lord i pray that you will truly help us to get over that it's going to take time and it's called maturity but we can have such a better experience with our parents if we do what your word told us so carefully to do is to hear, hear them, to listen to them, to actually receive what they have to say and do something with them, actually want their input, want, desire their instruction. Lord, we'll be getting to parenting at some point, but I pray even now that moms and dads would also consider where their kids are coming from. There's absolutely everything right with that. That they would demonstrate as they use their own wisdom a self-sacrificing spirit. Moms and dads sacrifice so much. But there might be times when they can accommodate, when they can say yes, when it's easier to say no. 
So Lord, I pray as we just kind of work those things out in life, and sometimes, man, it happens so fast, and things change. But I pray, Lord, that as we first and foremost want to please you and want to be wise uh, stewards of all that we have, doers of the word, that that would come out with our young people and obeying their parents. We want to pray for our parents right now, Lord, ask that you just bless them, that you encourage them even today. In Jesus' name, amen.